1: been sparking up my tools i've been looking to win spend a little again i've been for spittle to them my god i riddled
2: again i told them stop clowning around they said what goes up comes down i said i'm down with the sickness my team stay ill now come get this i'm just so david delight i stay ready tonight
1: deep dive we rise that's the melee all right david delight david delight da 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 david delight hey
2: Welcome to another edition of The W Light, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. I'm your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with our player profiles, focusing in on the Pac-12 and their running backs. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime here, Stoops. How are you today, sir?
3: I'm doing fantastic. It was, uh, whenever we were looking at these guys, trying to figure out who we were going to talk about, it was it was fun you know like you said we'd like to dive a little bit deeper with it so um go with some maybe not so obvious choices and and you know obviously getting the fans pick so that was a lot of fun to to get that one and then start diving into that player as well
2: yeah it's pretty exciting week in week out to do this and then not just do it but also get the you know twitter on board with the poll and figuring out who they want us to talk talk about you know we throw a couple names out there and we let them vote on it and you know travis die won by a very 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 minute margin um but uh yeah i'm very excited about this quarantine we're like week week 455 of this so you know we got about 354 more weeks of this to go but i'm excited to dive into these guys as you will see diving into the pac-12 guys it's very hard to find some of these freshmen and sophomore guys that they don't play a whole whole lot but they play enough to garner some you know conversation to talk about them but the tape's hard to find isn't it
3: It's very hard to find. And that's even last week, whenever we started, when we were talking about quarterbacks. It's it's just tough to find film on Pac-12. I I don't know why. It's got to be something within the conference that you know blocks it. There's highlight films out there. There's a couple clips um, of some guys you know scoring their touchdowns or running their routes or anything. But it's overall it's hard to find real in-depth footage to get a good um, grasp you know on their style of play. Because again, when you look at a highlight film, it's all their top plays, right? So it's it's uh, not always going to be truly what their running style is or or you know if they go out on routes you know how they perform in that aspect so it's a little bit harder to find that stuff so that's why for me anyway um dove a little bit deeper into some numbers got some some different stuff here but i was able to find a little bit of film i was able to find enough to to get some you know opinions um on that so it's definitely hard to find some film though for sure for the pac 12.
2: yeah i agree as well i found some good stuff on my god that i'm going to talk about but let's go ahead and dive right into these guys all right, Stoops, kick us off with the Pac-12 running back that you're going to talk about.
3: Yeah, so the guy that I'm going to talk about is Alex um, Fonteno out of uh, out of Colorado. So he was one that, that I was able to find a little bit of stuff on um, as far as film goes. So touch base on that real quick and then i'll get into some numbers but um the limited film that i saw he's a pretty slippery runner he's tough to bring down there's a lot of times where people would try and arm tackle him and he just ran right through it i mean he's six foot 195 so he's not necessarily a huge uh guy as far as that weight category goes but he's still a slippery runner that's definitely something that you want to see out of out of your running back so I, i really enjoyed seeing that um he averaged 16.8 touches and 79.7 um, yards per game. And that's, that's 4.7 yards per carry. So 4.7 is not awful. But, you know, on the college level, you definitely want to see something a little bit higher. But, again, we've also talked about it, you know, talking about some of the prospects that came out of Colorado for this draft class. And that Colorado offense was just very hit and miss, right? They'd have those games where they just looked like the best program ever, and then they were just not the best program ever. So they were very up and down, Um so for him to have 4.7 yards per carry, um, given the the style of offense and what they performed like last year, I think that's still a pretty solid number. Um, hopefully we see that go up, but um, hopefully we see football this year, I guess is the, the, the first thing to say. But um, they'll get it going, but once they get that going, hopefully we see some increase in the yards per carry there. Um, but his pass catching man he really can catch the ball he had a 77.1 com- um, catch percentage on that for 122 yards and three touchdowns so again he's not going to necessarily be a you know top focal point in that pass catching game but when you see 27 receptions from a running back i think that's a pretty solid starting point showing that he is capable of catching the ball out of the backfield and making some plays after that once the ball's in his hands so definitely love seeing that um, i'm just gonna jump into it as cons real quick and then like i said i'll get into some numbers a little bit more in depth but but, um, I definitely want to see some more more touchdowns out of him, and again, that just comes down to play calling. So maybe he just didn't have all the opportunities in the world. Um, but it's still something that I want to see increased uh, this season. He only had eight total, five rushing and three receiving. So if we could see him at least get into that double digit category, I think that would definitely help him with you know draft stock and then just getting his name out there a little bit more, so people can really really see you know, what he's capable of. And the last thing as far as um, some cons here, the fumbles, right? It it wasn't anything excessive. He's only got three on his career, but when you look at his freshman season, he only had 11 carries. um, Actually, he only had 11 total touches his freshman season, and he still had a fumble. So when you look at that aspect of it, it's not a good ratio there, but he did improve upon it his sophomore season. Two fumbles in that season on, um, I think it was 212 total carries. So definitely improved upon it, but it's still one of those where – The numbers going up right yeah it only went up one um over the course of one season but it's it's still a concern to look at um as far as you know fumbles go we definitely don't want to definitely don't want to see any turnovers or at least potential turnovers so um when you look at his red zone production just from uh, 2019 essentially that was pretty much what his career red zone production was because again he didn't have a whole lot of touches his freshman season um Inside the red zone, he only had three targets. He caught two of those passes, though, no touchdowns. 34 rushing attempts inside the red zone for 90 yards and four touchdowns. So four of his five rushing touchdowns came inside the red zone. So that just shows they definitely trust him with the ball in his hands. So I'd love to see that. Just hopefully they give him the ball a lot more as a collective hole over this the course of this season. So definitely someone to, to keep an eye on in the red zone. When you look at his career touches by yardage um, – Eight yards or more, he had 46 touches. That's 20.6% of his touches. So when he gets the ball into his hands, he's gaining some yards, right? Yeah, he only had the 4.7 yards per carry um, over the over the season, but uh, eight yards or more, he had 46 of those, and that's 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 pretty awesome. When he had 21-plus uh, yards, touches, he had six of those. That's only a 2.7. So he's not going to necessarily be a big play, home run threat type of player. He's going to be one of those grind it out, get the job done, get those first downs. Um He had 51 first downs over the the course of this last season. So coming from a running back, that's pretty solid. You definitely want to see a little bit more. But again, given the style of offense and the lack of protection as a whole, uh, we'll definitely take that one. So um, I think personally from like a a fantasy outlook aspect, um, I think him coming back. So we've got this season, right? It'll be his red shirt junior season. So he'll be able to come out. He's able to do whatever he wants to do. I almost think him coming back again to finish that final year of eligibility. So play this season and then I think coming back that following year would do, do him a lot of good. I think it just gets a little bit more under his belt, a little bit more to learn um, and just kind of build that talent. Because we've talked about it. the The running back talent from this current draft class, the 2020 class, is unbelievable. You look at the 2021 running back class, that's unbelievable, right? 2022, probably going to say the same thing. But just given where we're at right now, all these this talent, right, that we thought was coming out this year, it now got split into two. So that 2021 class is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And I just don't know if um, Fontenot is going to be one of those top-tier guys. So I think that alone is going to drop him down. It's just going to push him down by default. Um, I think he can come in and find a role, it, honestly. and And I <laughs> – this is kind of a, a cop-out answer, but I almost think it might be like a Philip Lindsey-type um, career, right, to where he goes undrafted, but he gets that that invitation to a camp, and then he just kind of shows what he's really capable of doing. It could be one of those types of careers. I, I'm not sure, but I just don't see him being one of those top-tiered guys. So I think him coming back for that final, final year of eligibility after this season would do, do him a lot of good. So um if you get a chance to find some film, though, man, he's he's fun to watch. Like I said, slippery tackler, um, hard to bring, or yeah, slippery runner, hard to bring down. So definitely someone you should be keeping an eye on for sure.
2: All right, Stoops, I'm going to dive right into my guy. I'm talking about Christopher Brown Jr. out of uh, Cal. 6'1", 218, three-star prospect, 23rd ranked running back, 513th overall prospect. Let's look at his 2000, or 2019 numbers. He had 208 carries, 904 yards, eight touchdowns uh 26 catches a buck 66 and four touchdowns through the air um he had 46 first downs last year which obviously stoops and i talk about so one in almost a little over one in four carries resulted into first down but there's some things that i really really like about i'm going to dive into his numbers and i'm going to dive right into a little bit of what i what i saw on the tape so his red zone production this kid has a nose The end zone, all right. Four catches in the red zone, three touchdowns. It's seven rushing touchdowns in the red zone as well. He had 19 total touches in the red zone, uh, or 19 total touches in goal to goal opportunities. Seven of the 19 touches resulted into touchdowns. Um, obviously, when you're playing fantasy football, a guy that you want on your team is going to you know be the guy that you, you know scores. Stoops had mentioned in the, uh, when he's talking about Alex, he, you know, he mentioned how the fact that he wished he'd find the end zone a little more. Obviously, yes, it's play calling, but at the same time, 35 red zone touches I think Alex had, you know, f- three of them were converted, three or four of them were converted into touchdowns. This guy, you know, he's averaging a little, almost like 45% touchdown versus touches rate in the uh, red zone. Unbelievable. So if you watch this guy's film, all right, he's a powerful back. He hits you, he hits the holes hard and fast, right? I, I was telling Stoops off the air, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Jonathan Taylor. All right, and, and I'm not comparing him exactly to Jonathan Taylor, but he runs with the ball. He runs hard. He runs fast. He runs, you know, he's not going to be the fastest guy that you watch, right? But he, he breaks tackle. He's elusive. He's sneaky fast. He's not a barn burner, but when he gets to that second level, He's fast enough to make a move to make a cornerback, you know, a cornerback miss. And I like that a whole lot. And and the way he's able to just, I mean, he disrespects guys with his stiff arms. I mean, i seen, when I was watching this tape, and it, it is a highlight reel, and, and like Stoops said, it's hard to find some game tape. Because when Stoops and I like to dive into these guys, we like to, to you know, see what these guys do. Can they pass block? Can they run block? You know, can they... You know, what do they do when they're not getting the ball? That's important as well. You know, I want to see if they're active in the plays that they're not getting, the, participating in the plays. But it's hard to see these things on the highlight reel because, you know, if you cut it up, you just, you're making the guy look good. But. <clears throat> so he's just absolutely disrespectful on that next level. I've seen him, I mean, there was four or five times where I'm watching this kid. He just breaks a tackle and just manhandles another guy with his stiff arm. And it just blew my mind just how nasty he was with... um, you know, with the stiff arm there. So, and he's—you can't arm tackle this guy. You can't bring him down with an arm tackle. It's not going to happen, right? It's—it's just—he's one of those guys. He's six one. He's two eighteen. He's one of the bigger backs in this cl- upcoming class. He's going to be a junior this year. If you look at the top tier prospects this year, you got Chuba naja, is 6'1", and Najee Harris at six one and six three. But outside of that, you've got a lot of guys that, you know, five ten, five nine. You know some of these smaller backs. You know it's nice to have a smaller back, but you know I like a guy that you know can you know run you over a little bit too. You know with the, with the game on the line, I need a guy that's going to be able to get me that extra first down. So and and he's one of those guys. Um, you know whenever he's going to get tackled, he keeps driving the legs consistently over and over again. You're watching him drive. You know, extra yards, extra yards, consistently on every single carry. You know, it, his yards per carry doesn't always you know doesn't always translate. It's four point yards. Four it was five yards a carry last year, and which is good. Obviously, that's good. But I think whenever you have a guy that carries the ball like this, I mean, he had a hundred and forty two four hundred forty seven touches last year that went for three yards or less. But when you have this kind of back that's consistently getting fed the ball, you're going to have a lot of touches that aren't going to equate to what you expect out of your every ordinary running back that has maybe five or 10 touches and he goes for you know 170 yards because he had that one big 80 yard play it's not to say he can't break off the play but this is this is the type of back that's going to wear you down with the game on the line he's you know like a Derrick Henry like uh, a figure on the field not saying he's Derrick Henry but I'm just saying so um, some stuff that I want him to work on. Right, he's very—he's got the hands. All right, like I mentioned, twenty-six catches, one hundred sixty-six yards. I would like to see him transition with the ball a little bit more. Um, once he catches it. I want him to focus on catching the ball and then transition to move down the football field to get some yards. I feel like sometimes he's way ahead of himself. He's, he, he's catching and running at the same time. And I understand sometimes that's what you got to do, but I would like for him to kind of slow down a little bit, slow the process down, maybe work on the hands a little bit, work on that transition from point A to point B. And I think that he's going to be just fine. A year or two, I just feel like he has another opportunity. This was his first year as a full-time starter. You know, so he he showcased a lot of ability to make plays on several different levels. They trust him in the red zone. They trust him on the foot all over the football field. You know, he had 100 and uh, you know 120 touches on first and ten this past season. You know what I mean? Average five yards a carry on first down. If you're getting five yards on first down, that to me is something. You know, you're already halfway to the first down marker. Your second down and ten plus, average six yards a carry. You know what I mean? Third, you know, he had four four carries on third and 10. He had averaged eight yards per carry. This guy is good. This guy is very, very good. He had 10 first downs on, on short. I'm sorry, he had 18 first downs on second and third and short. This guy, again, like I said, he's unbelievable with the football. And, and you can't help but love what you see. I think year two should really showcase his ability to be a top tier back in this draft. I think he's going to slowly start rising up draft boards as people watch him play. You know, I, I tentatively put him in at number 14th back for the com- upcoming draft. And to be honest with you, I could see this guy going as high as in the top five because of his ability to run people over, his ability to make plays. And he's that old school back that some some teams still like. But I think he's the old school back that also can catch the ball. And that's something that obviously he needs to improve upon. But at the same time, if he's catching the ball, he's going to see the field. And and that's exactly obviously what you want out of your running back. And in all of his touches last year, we had zero fumbles. You know, another key stat that's really nice to see: zero fumbles last year out of his two hundred and thirty six plus. You know, two hundred thirty six touches last year. All right, Stoops, let's talk about the guy that won the Twitter poll: Travis Die out of Oregon. What you
3: got? Yeah. So I I got him. I got him. So he's a three star prospect um, coming out of high school, um, as well as the uh, the Alex Fontenot that I talked about. Both of them were three star prospects. So neither of them highly touted. But Travis Dye, he was uh, 987th ranked player in his class, 50th running back coming out. And he was the 100th ranked player out of uh, California. So coming out of a a pretty highly touted state when it comes to football prospects. So um, definitely love what I've seen on film from him. Um, Again, I'm just going to start off with the the pros here and then kind of jump into some cons and then I'll get into some numbers. While while catching the limited amount of footage that I could find on him as we touch base with Pac-12 as a whole... um, He's a patient runner. I, I liked how patient he was behind the line. He wasn't necessarily overly patient to where the line just, you know, closes up and that hole's gone. So he was a patient runner. But the big thing that I really noticed, he's got the power to gain those short yards as well. So that's one thing I really did like to see. He can kind of he can play both sides of it. Right. He can get you that that um, that deep run or he can hit the hole and just gain those short yards. So I loved seeing that he's got good vision as well again that comes with that patience he's able to kind of sit back there for you know a split second and find where that hole is going to be and he can see it so when he when he sees that hole um he's got the burst to to make it through so i absolutely love seeing that and i told you this off where this one's kind of like a quirky quirky little thing but while watching the film he reminds me of um if you're at like an open gym or if you're out at a playground or anything like that right and, and and guys are Kind of eyeing out the the talent that's there. Who do they want on their team? He reminds me of the guy that nobody really wants on their team because of how they look, right? We always say don't judge a book by its cover, and you really shouldn't. But it's kind of like looking at him. He doesn't look like he would be that guy that's going to be any good, right? Well, when when I started watching the film, I was like, man, who who who's that guy, right? And then obviously we look deeper and we find out who it is. But he just um, he didn't he didn't have that look to him. He didn't have the the when you look at uh cj right he's his thighs are just huge right you look at uh, another running any other running back essentially and the thighs are huge travis dead just looks kind of like a more slender you know guy that you're not going to think is that big of a football player but man he, he can play he, he's out there he can play um I, I loved what i did see from him but on the flip side of it um he seems to lack the breakaway, like that that top end breakaway speed. He's fast enough to get through the hole. He's fast enough to gain some decent yards, but it doesn't seem like he's creating much separation once he gets towards that that tail end of the run. Um, not so much that he dies off in his speed. It's just that he does. Once he hits that top mark, he's kind of there, right? So gives a, gives the defenders that opportunity to catch. Um, and then this is the other aspect. Over the past couple of years, Oregon um, they they've ran that two two back system. Um, it's worked for him, though. It's worked for him. So, And I think they're going to obviously continue doing that into this season as well. So it's a good and bad thing, right? It doesn't give him as many opportunities to showcase his true abilities, but at the same time, it keeps him fresh for longer, right? So he's not getting overworked. He's not really you know being ran into the ground essentially so it definitely helps him in that aspect so when you look at his numbers um he actually came in freshman season and, and produced pretty well he had 133 rush attempts 717 rushing yards for four touchdowns um, that's 5.5 5.4 5, 5. yards per carry so definitely love seeing that he had a 91.7 catch percent for 77 yards and a touchdown um is coming into the, uh, his sophomore season, right? He, he dropped in carries. He went down to 106, dropped in yards as well, 658, but his yards per carry went up. So up to a 6.2. So definitely love to see that. And that's what I was talking about, right? That, that's the type of number you really want to see from a college running back. Make. Gain those yards whenever the ball is in your hand. So I'd love seeing that. No rushing touchdowns, though. Um, but he he had 76.2 catch percent uh, this season for 159 yards and one touchdown. So his receiving yards went up. Definitely love to see that from him. When you look at his career, um, career red zone production. Inside the red zone, he doesn't get the pass opportunities as much, but he had two targets, one catch uh, for three yards, and he did get a touchdown, though. He does have a receiving touchdown inside the red zone, so that's pretty awesome. Rushing attempts inside the red zone, 26 rushing attempts for 84 yards and one touchdown, but most of his work is done outside of the red zone. That's where he had 213 rush attempts for for his career. 1,291 rushing yards and three touchdowns. So he's another one that I definitely want to see touchdowns go up. But whenever you're running that two-back system, it's just how it's going to go, right? You're, you're not going to get as many carries. You're not going to see the the um, the opportunities like you used to. And I'll be interested to see what kind of offense Oregon runs this season. One, now that Herbert's gone, um, you know, are, are they going to change up the offense? Are they still going to be – you know, looking to, to pass the ball quite a bit. Are they going to still, are they going to go to the run style? Like, I, I don't know. So it's crazy how programs can change their scheme year after year. And it's kind of a good thing based on the talent that they have that they make those adjustments. Um, the good coaches do, right? They, they, they make those adjustments to the talent that they have, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens as far as that aspect goes. But when you look at his career explosive place, Again, at eight yards or more, he had 70 touches that went for eight yards or more. That's 26.3% of his total touches. So that's a pretty solid number there. 12, I'm sorry, 21 plus yards he had 12 touches that's 4.5% so definitely he can do both aspects of it right the only downside is like i said when he gets to that that 21 plus yard mark he's there but then he kind of that speed just just kind of chops off and he just kind of stays consistent with that so um that's stuff that can be worked on you know and and even just the smallest increase in top end speed can make a difference from being you know a shoelace tackle um or you're able to break away from that final and get that touchdown so um Really enjoyed what I saw from him on the limited amount of film. Um, I think, though, just sharing the backfield, it's going to limit his his showcasing ability and what he's really able to do. But definitely when he gets the ball in his hands, he, he's showing us what he's capable of. What do you got on him?
2: Yeah, so I, I noticed as well the 39, 39 first downs kind of blew me away, you know. 39 first downs mm-hmm. and only 122 touches. That's basically one in three touches. You know, he's averaging 6.2 yards per carry last year, and then he's averaging almost 10 yards per catch whenever he's catching the ball. You're right, he's a playmaker. He's that guy between the 20s. He's going to get the ball down to the 5, and then Verdell's going to come in there and carry it into the end zone. Um, For me, what kind of impressed as well, 6 yards per carry on first down alone. Um, I will say this. One thing that impressed me a lot was he's kind of digging further deeper into his games, right? When he touched the ball 10 times or more, he had really solid numbers. 17 for 101, 15 for 81, 12 for 75. 14 for 71, and then 12 for 91. Those were his biggest games of the year last year. But when he touched the ball 10 plus times, he got the ball moving down the football field. You know, he averaged about five or six yards a carry whenever he, you know, touched the ball 10 10 plus times in a game. And that's something that you really want to keep an eye on. You're right, when you're splitting the backfield, a lot of these college running backs split backfields now. So you're going to have to showcase your stuff, you know, showcase your abilities whenever you have the ball. And I think he does a very good job of that. And, And like to touch on what you said, other thing is, he does. He returns the ball. Uh, he is a he is a kick returner. He had 13 returns last year, averaged 21 yards per return. So that's another key in making sure that he's going to get on the football field, especially on Sundays. You know, he might not be a a value a valuable contributor to your fantasy roster. You know, from day one, he might be a guy that you know returns some special teams. You know, and once he does, he showcases his ability to have to make plays with the ball, and then they or- incorporate him into the offense on a week to week basis. So like you said there's not a whole lot not to like about him and there's not a whole lot to actually be enamored with what small things you see out of him you really do enjoy and and that's what i took away from the most of watching travis die and then diving into his stats more and more and more was he's not getting every single touch that you would want from a running back but at the same time he's going to be a lot healthier at the next level Uh, And then some some of these guys that do touch the ball 250, 300 times. So I think he has the capability of making plays on the next level. It's just going to maybe not be relevant to fantasy and more so to real football. Do you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I agree with that. And that's that's the thing, though, is when you look at at the style of play, whether it be at the NFL level or college level, like you said, a lot of these programs or these teams are going to that two-back system. And if you look at a lot of the... The running backs that are in the league now, and even ones that are truly fantasy fantasy relevant, um, they came from a two back system, or they're currently in a two back system. They're just making the most of what they what they um, are able to do when the ball is in their hands. So that's why I think seeing that six point two yards per carry, and like you said, almost ten yards, you know, per reception those those are huge numbers, right? So. Yeah, he's not going to be the one that's out there carrying the ball 250 times a year and, you know, seeing 70 targets in the passing game. Like that's that's probably not going to be his style of play. But he, when the ball is in his hands, he is getting the job done, and and he's a physical guy too. That's one thing I noticed. Like he's not afraid of the contact. He's not the one that, you know, tries to run out of bounds or just kind of you know drop down type of thing. Like he's he's looking for you, right? He's he's gonna try and run through you and gain that extra two three yards if possible. So, I think that style of play is gonna actually you know do, do him uh, a bit of uh, do him some justice at the next level is kind of where I'm going with it. So, um, I would agree 100 percent though with what
2: you were saying. Folks, thanks again for tuning in to another edition of the Debbie Delight brought to you by expandtheboxscore.com. Make sure to head on over to expandtheboxscore.com to check out and utilize this database tool that Stoops and I use on a week-to-week basis. Head on over to Twitter. Give them a follow at xtbboxscore. Give Stoops a follow at stoops1990. Give myself a follow at underscore. And give the show a follow at the devi Delight, and folks do us a favor if you're listening on iTunes, please drop us a little five star review if you like what you hear and if you don't like what you hear, just leave a five star review anyway. But thanks again, and t- until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later.